morning, friends. I am thrilled to be launching a brand new week with a brand new podcast. And the topic that I really wanted to dive into this week was loneliness, which also goes hand in hand with like the need to distract and also learning to become comfortable with being uncomfortable and everything that's in between and all wrapped up in that because it's never just one thing. So many of us are scared of loneliness, but so many of us have had to face it this year with all the restrictions and changes that 2020 has brought. So without further ado, let's get ourselves around that. So loneliness, it's an icy loneliness sometimes. It's a red hot loneliness people will describe it as, and I can get that. There's a longing that sometimes comes with it, or maybe it's not even lonely. There's a fear of aloneness as well. Being lonely and being alone are two very, very different things. So we'll talk about them both, but first I'll share a little about my experience with being alone. Um, so obviously that's that relationship with being alone has taken so many different forms throughout my life. So when I was younger, I was, I was alone quite a lot. I'm, there's nine years between my brother and I, um, so he's older. So I was virtually raised as an only child, I guess, um, because he was off doing his other things. So it wasn't unusual for me to be on my own, but I always had friends. But it wasn't until I was sort of in my late teens, I think, like sort of 17 and above, that being alone started to feel scary. And that's because my thoughts started to get scary. So I started to become fearful of my thoughts and I started to become quite anxious even though I didn't know that that's what was going on at the time. So I would look outside of myself to distract. Um, And then, yeah, so my relationship with being alone was to avoid it or cross. So I've definitely had that element. And even, you know, that sort of my relationship with my thoughts and being afraid of being alone with my thoughts, because as soon as I would start to think, I you know, would go down that rabbit hole and those waves of anxiety would come. That fear of everything that could possibly go wrong would come. That fear of everything that could possibly go right would come. And it got to the point where I couldn't even go for a walk without headphones or, you know, something to distract me in my mind. Um, because my thoughts became so paralyzing and it was, you know, and going to bed would bring panic attacks around because I, that, that my head hitting the pillow and that fear of falling asleep, like, what am I going to start? What is going to happen before I fall asleep was so (laughs) overwhelming. And that was 
paralyzing to be honest like to have a fear of going to sleep and I know many people will have gone through phases of that here it's so exhausting and anyone who has experienced anxiety um you're exhausted so much of the time because your brain it's like a little sausage dog you know how you if you watch a little sausage dog and they're doing like like six steps to a normal dog's like or a person's one step a little sausage dog is doing like seventy three thousand steps um just to keep up and i feel like that's what was sort of happening um with my brain in the most anxious phases and it's like that or or like i'm sorry to be describing and comparing us all to like beautiful little animals but like a duck on the water it looks all cool and calm on the surface but their little legs are paddling so like so fast underneath to get a, get them where they want to go um and that's what it sort of felt like in the throes of my most anxious phases because and it's exhausting. I just, I can't even say anything else to describe it. It's paralyzing. It's exhausting. It's isolating. It's fear inducing. And we often do so many things to want to avoid that. But in doing that, we actually extend the longevity of that loneliness feeling. We fuel the fire of the fear of loneliness when we attempt to distract and avoid. Now, I am all for some time to disconnect. And by that, I mean like I'm totally down for some Netflix time and I'm totally down for a podcast on your walk and those sorts of things. But I want everyone to get really clear with their why around why they choose to fill their days with the things that they do. And none of this is bad. Like anything that I talk about today, I'm not saying anything is wrong. I just want you guys to get curious with your motivations for why we include the things that we do within our life in any area, because so much of it is autopilot. And so much of it is habits that we've picked up along the way. None of them are wrong, but are they actually serving us? And are they... If growth is your game, like if growth is something that is important to you, are the things that you're filling your day with bringing you closer towards the feelings and the life that you want to embody? Or is it fostering a relationship further and further away from that? So as I said that there's a couple of elements to this podcast, let's talk about the fear of being alone first like why okay so why are so many of us frightened of being alone well there are a bazillion reasons why people may be frightened of being alone so i'll dive into a couple um the fear of our thoughts which i just touched on so a way that i would distract myself from feeling my feelings and thinking my thoughts was i would distract I would work over it, run over it. Um, I would party over them. I would hide behind the glorification of busy. I would jam pack my schedule so much so that God forbid, I would actually ever have to be at home alone or I would ever be put into a situation where I was faced with my thoughts until I had my son 
and I was at home alone. Well, he was there, but he wasn't very chatty when he was born. <laughs> um, and I was faced with all the things that I'd been avoiding over the years. And it was one of those dark nights of the souls where I could not hide anymore. I couldn't avoid, I couldn't run. I had to face it all. And you know what? Yeah, that's super, super scary. Like to pretend that I didn't have to face all the untruths that I was holding about my myself. I didn't have to face that or that I was going to have to face all the truths that were true about me that I had also been avoiding, face all the mistakes that I had made, um, which, you know what, I'm using inverted commas there because they're not actually mistakes. They're all learning points, but I face the shame that I had held around choices that I had made. And so much self-hatred, to be honest, like so many things that I didn't like about myself, that was what it was coming up. Because if if you're familiar with the work of Brene Brown, she does a lot of work around shame and guilt. Now, shame is that feeling that I I am bad and guilt is that feeling that I have done something bad. So, so much of my thought process was, you know, dancing between those two things. And I had thought I was a horrible person. And I had been avoiding that for years by, you know, just staying really busy and being super productive and just super, like, superhuman. Um, And no one was hurt in the story of Katie Dean, except for Katie Dean. Um, but coming to terms with that and having to face so much of that stuff, it was actually the healing of that was more of a journey of self-acceptance. Then I got to like myself and now I think I'm pretty okay. I'm pretty okay with who I am. Like I, I do love myself. I am completely full of my Katie-ness, my person-ness my radness but I still get a little oh with the self-love so I think we have to when we come to understanding that did you see how I just took that in steps like I didn't go from complete shame fear dread uncomfortableness with who I was to full I deeply love and accept myself I'm amazing I didn't go to there it went to I accept and understand who I am. That was my first step. I accept that. And I understand that. And I have compassion for the person who made those choices. Because I understand why she did. Right? Then it went to compassion for the person and the lesson that I lessons that I had. Then when I did the work around that. And you know what? When I'm saying do the work around it. It means that I just got curious. I journaled. I acknowledge when these thoughts came up. I sat with them. I didn't wish it away. I didn't reject them from my story. I allowed them to be part of my story. I didn't run from these thoughts anymore. I didn't run from these feelings anymore. I sat with them. They're in the they're in the car. They're part of the story. They're in the book. Right? And that is okay. So when I'm talking about or you hear people talk about do the work and people are like, where do I find this workbook? Like, what is the fuck is this work that people are always talking about? 
it's just, I, I feel, let's simplify it. It's not avoiding it. It's understanding it. We're not wishing it away anymore. We get curious with it as to where our trigger, triggers are. Our triggers. <laughs> that was cute. Where our triggers are around certain things. And we allow them to be there. But we meet them with compassion. And they are still part of our story. But we choose what they're going to mean to us now. It's like we don't do that anymore. Like we get that. We used to think that. I'm sorry you thought that, but here is how we're going to roll with this moving forward. So piece by piece, the thoughts that came up, the fears that came up, the stories that came up, and by this it would be like I would get triggered by something or my brain would go a certain way and I would go down a rabbit hole and think a certain way on a specific day or whatever. And I would just sit with that and investigate that and I would consciously choose to create a new story around that, right? Oh, it's okay that you thought that way. Oh, that's coming up because this happened. Oh, I know why you're feeling bad, but we don't do that anymore. You're cool. I got you. And that is how I started to change my relationship with my past, my relationship with my present. And that by changing the relationship with my present, I started to feel more calm, right? And my thoughts didn't scare me so much. So that is a really powerful tool to be able to cultivate. And you can. And if you have been like I was and have attempted to avoid, 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 distract, avoid, distract, ignore, then you're probably going to go through a little bit of stuff before it starts to feel super chill and content and not so scary. Like now I can go for walks without my earphones and podcasts. I can spend days at home, um, you know, enjoying that. I can go to the beach. Like that was a choice I made yesterday when my beautiful friends invited me over um, to spend the day by another wonderful friend's pool. Um, and I, as much as I wanted to go, I was like, you know what? I think I need some quiet time just by myself, like at the beach with my thoughts. So I could just have that space of that white noise, you know, where there's no extra stimulus because that's so powerful. But in order to get to a place where that doesn't scare you, you've got to do the things and face the fears that scare you because if you keep avoiding them, they just grow and grow and grow and bring their friends and it gets real loud up in there. Another reason people might fear being alone is FOMO, like a fear of missing out. For sure, that's a genuine thing. But then it's like, that's a, that's a whole other podcast actually. That's a whole other potty. A fear of, of missing out on things. It's like, well, why are you making something external from you better than what you can have right now with yourself and turn it into JOMO, the joy of missing out. Oh my God, I am such a JOMO person. I am, you know, I love being around people, but I'm very much an introvert by nature. Now I have some amazing friends who are full extroverts and they get their energy from being around people and they 
do feel depleted if they can't connect and get their cup filled with other people from the energy of others. That's a beautiful place to be. And I love my extroverted friends. But for introverts, and there are a lot of us who are listening in terms of like, I don't like labels, but in terms of being able to explain how we relate and how we have our cups filled, an introvert fuels and refuels by being alone. And I am 100% in that category for sure. Introverts, you know. But thank you to our beautiful extrovert friends. But I am also an extroverted introvert where I do love being around people. But when I do, I have to like balance that out with some alone time. I still think that the biggest fear most people have of being alone is their thoughts. So we have covered that. So how do you get comfortable with being alone? Well, you're really not going to love this, but you start to get comfortable with being alone by allowing yourself pockets of time to be alone. Like that's it. You get comfortable with being alone like you practice you practice adding pockets of time to your day and you can practice becoming mindful in those moments like it doesn't need to be scary but it might be a little scary at first it's that getting comfortable with being uncomfortable get curious as to why you're feeling the way that you're feeling around you being on your own and alone time? What are the fears that are coming up? What are the thoughts that are dancing across your melon? How can you play with that thought? How can you get curious with that thought? Do you need to do any work around it? Like how can you make your alone time beautiful? Right? And I don't mean that you just have to sit there and do nothing. I mean, what is something that you're curious about? Do you want to paint? Do you want to draw? Do you want to sometimes just disconnect and like binge out on Netflix and whatever? Can you go for a walk in nature? Do you want to go to the beach and just chill? And I'm talking of like, please, I know that I just said like Netflix and stuff, but don't distract yourself with that. Um, Unless you like, I know I gave myself a couple of hours yesterday to just chill out and sloth around on the lounge and not feel guilty because not everything needs to be accounted for, but only you can call yourself out and say, no, I'm going to give myself a chance to just chill here and enjoy that. Or are you avoiding feeling the way that you're feeling? There's nothing wrong with a bit of social media or a bit of Netflix or Stan or whatever, because hello, Yellowstone. If you haven't watched Yellowstone on Stan, get around it, people. Best show ever. Can't wait for season four. Um, You know, like those things are fine. And you know what? I've had more conversations about Yellowstone than any other TV show. So then it can also be a way to connect. But only you will know whether you're avoiding or indulging yourself in a little self-care. But being alone is a really beautiful thing. Like it's so important to give yourself the space to rest, to give yourself and your beautiful mind the chance to like chill. Like our brains are never going to stop thinking. So can we just drop that off the table? It's its job. Like it is its job 
to did constantly be thinking and deducting. It's a supercomputer that never switches off. But it's so special and important for us to not always be stimulating our brain to think, to gather information, to learn. Like it's so important to get bored. It's so important to get bored because then we can welcome in creativity. We can just give it a chance to just chill the fuck out. Like if your brain is used to functioning with 75,000 tabs open, okay, 11 tabs open, then you expect it to just shit, like shit itself. (laughs) No, it will shit itself. If you expect it to then just shut down, it doesn't happen like that. Your brain needs to wind down. It's like if you've been having a super busy day and you've been putting out like your energy output has been huge or like your information input has been giant and then you just say right shut the laptop finish work and you wonder why your brain just can't like slow down. Mate it's a supercomputer it needs some time to wind down which is why I've mentioned in other podcasts I'm sure about or it might have been on Instagram about the importance of transition time where you give yourself like five, 10 minutes, an hour, whatever, whatever's available to you to transition between phases of your life, whether that is from work mode to parenting mode, from parenting mode, give it a chance to switch gears and get into work mode or work mode to exercise mode or exercise mode to wife, partner, friend mode. You, you've got to give yourself a little gray area because it's not just black and white and go and stop. There's like a really sweet spot where we can consciously participate in our life to transition. So you wouldn't go, if you're used to being around 50,000 people, wow, I'm using big numbers today. You get it. You get what I'm talking about. You hopefully know me well enough by now. Like I, I like to, <laughs> I go big or go home, right? <laughs> You know, if you've been around a lot of people and you're not used to spending time or quality time with yourself, you wouldn't go and just block out a whole day and expect to feel okay with that, right? You've got to give yourself like maybe an hour here or half an hour or just chill like, or it's like you might fold the laundry and just not have music playing, right? You might um, have like fill out your diary, but not have the TV on, like give yourself a space. Like this is what I'm wanting to help you cultivate is just not to have so many things going at once, right? We can move through our day without 50,000 things, going for a walk without your phone or going for a walk, listening to a podcast in the car instead of blaring music, loud music. Although sometimes loud music is so fun But just getting conscious on what it is and clear about what it is that's going to help you feel good and giving yourself that. Okay, so here's the other thing and the final thing, feeling lonely. And especially to my single friends out there, I am so flipping aware of the hot loneliness that can come with being single. It's almost four years for me. I haven't been in a relationship so much. So I know 
the hot loneliness that comes with that. So I am very, very aware of what that feels like. And it's not a good time. It is not a good time. But, and I I know it's going to come in phases and waves and cycles um, with different stages of my life and your life. It will be the exact same. Like it will sometimes, you know, circumstances will present themselves where we are, you know, having to lean into that desire for someone else to be a part of our story and our world. But that's just it. If you are feeling lonely when you are single, let's lean into that because feeling lonely, let's break it apart. Is it a desire for connection? Is it a desire for company and um, community? Because we can long for something and we can desire something, but it doesn't need to detract from our life. So let's look at it that way because I think that's really really important to remember that you can want something and desire it but it doesn't need to mean that you are missing anything from your life the way that it is right now because when we start to look at our life from what we're missing we are living our life from a place of lack and we don't want to be doing that because that is not a good time that is not fun that is limiting and then we were also putting our happiness in the hands of someone else no hard pass oh i just made that sound with my mouth and the dog just looked at me like what the fuck no bam bam we do not want to do that we do not want to put our happiness ever in the hands of someone else right so have a look at the elements of your life that you want to call in and go out and give them to yourself right so i want i know for me i like because well i've got no one else here to ask right now so for me i'll share my experience like i want to you know i was craving new experiences i want that connection so i've like booked tennis this week i haven't played tennis before or well not for like 20 years or something so i've rallied the troops and i've committed to playing tennis doing something different i organize lunches and things with my girlfriends we organize fun different um walks and we go on different walks and we do different things i booked a trip on my own um, for New Year's Eve because I was like, I'm going to be on my own. I'm going to go somewhere different. I'm going to do something different. I have not put my life on pause waiting for someone else to give me permission to live my life the way that I want to live. I connect in with myself. I have created a, well, I'm working on creating a great relationship with myself. I like who I am. But all of that is work that I've been doing while I've been single, right? I've created a life that feels good to me and I'm stepped into my katiness and my fullness and I get curious with it so that when the time comes, if the time comes where I meet someone, they're adding to my life, they're not filling a void within it because we are not half people walking around like my better half no my other half no you are a whole motherfucking amazing person as you are right now 
sure, it would be great to have someone, or would it though? It would be great to have the right person or an awesome person to compliment where you are in your life and share cool experiences with. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? But I read the other day somewhere that embrace your single life and live it like it's a limited edition because it is because there are going to be people that come and go from our life, whether they're friendships, relationships, um, partnerships, whatever it is. But please don't put your life on hold waiting for that. Please don't look at the values and the experiences that are important to you and give them to yourself. If you haven't got the friendship groups that will support that, look at the things that you're interested in and join the groups, reach out, have the conversations. I started Pilates this year um, because that was something that I was interested in, which totally changed my friendship circle again, like it's brought other people in. Um, My boys starting school have brought in amazing women into my life. my business and like creating things that I'm interested in and speaking about things that I'm interested in. You don't have to run a business about something that you're passionate about, but you can start sharing on Instagram or your socials, things that you're interested in. If you're interested in movement, go and start a dance class. I'm interested in clay. I've always been interested in pottery. Um, So I'm doing a class this month and It's just about following your curiosity and saying yes to the things and the people and the experiences that are going to add life to your day. A partner can't do all that, right? A partner is not going to be the answer to all of your questions. So if you are single and feeling and like you are stuck in that hot loneliness, lean into that. See where you can gift yourself whatever it is that you're wanting to call in. Live your life to the absolute fullest and the right people and experiences will come, but you have to show up for yourself, right? We are not putting our life on hold waiting for anyone. We are stepping into our life and going full throttle or full peace, but we commit. We are not waiting for someone else to give us permission for our life to feel and look the way that we want it to look, we are claiming that with both our hands and showing up in all aspects. If that means that we hurt, if that means that we laugh, if that means that we cry, whatever it is, we show up for ourselves. We get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes, you're going to feel nervous and like a bit of a dick going to doing new experiences for the first time, but date yourself. Date yourself, go to the movies, do the things, book the tickets, go to the restaurants, do all of that. Get comfortable with learning about you. Learn yourself, learn who you are, learn your triggers, learn, you know, everything, learn the magic that is you. And if you're in a relationship, that doesn't mean you stop learning about yourself. That doesn't mean you hand over all your spare time. That doesn't mean that you give up your alone time. For fuck's sake, you need it more than anyone. So whether you're in a relationship or not, do not give up on your high vibe Sunday energy. You do not owe everyone, you do not owe someone rather, every second of your spare time. 
Please do not do that in a relationship either. Remember who you are so that you have all your sparkle to add to the relationship. Because that's when so many people say they lose themselves in the relationship. Find who you are. Remember who you are. Date yourself still within relationships. Enjoy play. Enjoy alone time. So that when you do come back together within a relationship, friendships, romantic, otherwise, whatever it is, you have your full self, your sparkly self there to offer and celebrate within that. So if you are afraid of being alone, let's lean into that. Let's get curious with that. Let's do the work around that. And yeah, have fun with it. But being alone and being lonely are two very different things. And if you're lonely, look at what you believe it is that you are missing and give that to yourself because there is nothing missing. There is just a place where you can put something that, you know, is important to you. So you can add that in, but nothing is missing. You're already whole, complete and epic. I promise you. And this is one of those things I know for sure. See, well, that I had a lot to say about that this week. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. And as always, I welcome all of your feedback and shares and um, comments and suggestions for future episodes. I do have one-on-one coaching sessions. There was a couple of six-week packages that are left for the remainder of 2020. If you want to clear some stuff and get some habits and healthy outlooks set in stone for 2021, because I feel like it's going to be a cracker of a year, I am, I am all set for a summer of fun this season. So I have committed to that. That is my vibe. But if you want something and you want to embody something um and an outlook for you and you want to do some work around it or some things that we've spoken about in this episode today you want to lean into and want some guidance with I am your girl so you can book in your sessions at ktdean.com.au that is there for you and thank you so much for listening if you have gotten this far today I appreciate you so so much have the best day